welcome to the AI for Health podcast. My name is Sarah Benamara, and every week we explore different ways in which artificial intelligence brings innovations to the future of healthcare. On this episode, I discuss the use of AI-based approaches for the development and discovery of effective vaccines. I will touch on subjects of reverse vaccinology and machine learning, the AI-based design of multi-epitope vaccines, and deep learning for cancer vaccines. The process for vaccine development is typically long and expensive. It usually requires 15 to 20 years between the initial scientific discovery and the obtention of the vaccine license and policy recommendation. Many vaccines fail to reach people who need them in a timely manner, leaving many unnecessarily at risk for years. For example, even in the case of Ebola, which was a case of public health emergency, it took five years to get a licensed vaccine. These long timelines discourage vaccine manufacturers from investing in innovation. The COVID-19 pandemic put extensive pressure to develop a vaccine in a timely manner. One of the approaches considered to transform vaccine development is machine learning. Vaccines have the potential to address many other pathogens, such as HIV or seasonal influenza, as well as other viral emerging infections, such as Ebola and Zika. And they also have the potential to address the mounting threat of antimicrobial resistance, which I actually find very interesting. They can target bacteria, viruses, funguses, and parasites that are frequently treated and sometimes even inappropriately treated with antimicrobials, which promotes resistance. In recent years, the development of vaccine design has been revolutionized by the reverse vaccinology. Reverse vaccinology first came about through whole genome sequencing. So whole genome sequencing is a comprehensive method for analyzing entire genomes and it revolutionized biology. Specifically, it introduced a top-down computer database approach to the discovery of candidate vaccine antigens. This approach is highly sensitive and crucially, it is not hypothesis-driven. It contrasts with the classical laboratory-based hypothesis-driven analysis of microbes to identify components that could elicit protective immunity. From this approach stems reverse vaccinology. So the first reverse vaccinology study identified meningococcal protein vaccine candidates using the whole genome sequencing of group B meningococcus. Reverse vaccinology aims to first identify promising vaccine candidates through bioinformatic analysis of the pathogen genome. These computational tools serve to anticipate antigens that are likely to induce protective responses, as well as the precise antigen regions recognized by the immune system. Reverse vaccinology has been successfully applied to vaccine discovery for pathogens. So among current reverse vaccinology prediction tools, Vaxigen, which is spelled V-A-X-I-G-N, is the first web-based reverse vaccinology program. It was published in 2010 and has been studied to predict vaccine candidates against different bacterial and viral pathogens by using only biological features as the data input. The great success of reverse vaccinology studies has led to the creation of many prediction programs. The currently reported open source programs could be characterized based on the algorithmic approaches of input feature types. 
So the algorithmic approaches include rule-based filtering and machine learning classification methods. Also, a significant effort has been made on enhancing the reverse vaccinology prediction with machine learning. There are still many obstacles. First, all currently available programs use either biological or physical chemical properties for input protein sequence annotations. Protective antigens are antigens that can invoke adaptive immune response after the exposure to a pathogen. And previous studies reported that the protectiveness of bacterial protective antigens was significantly correlated to biological properties and physical chemical properties. Studies using machine learning algorithm and trained on data with physical chemical properties annotated also showed high bacterial protective antigens prediction accuracy. Therefore, the relations of bacterial protective antigens to biological and physical chemical properties deserved a more in-depth analysis and should be combined to annotate proteins in the training data for a better bacterial protective antigen prediction. Second, the quality of the benchmarking datasets varies in current reported studies. Some programs use testing data primarily based on the antibody responses and might not capture the cell-mediated immune response. So machine learning enables the creation of models that learn and generalize a pattern within the available data and can make inferences from previously unseen data. AI has led to the creation of many reverse vaccinology virtual frameworks, which are generally classified as rule-based filtering models. And recently, a machine learning approach called Vaxigen Machine Learning, so it's an extension of the Vaxigen previously presented, was developed to enhance prediction accuracy. So Vaxigen ML is a supervised machine learning classification to predict bacterial protective antigens. It uses extreme gradient boosting, and the training data set comes from Protegene, which is a web-based protective antigen database. It consists of experimentally verified bacterial protective antigen and their biological and physical chemical features manually annotated from studies in over 10 other species. So Vaxigen ML is the first reverse vaccinology method that incorporates both biological and physical chemical properties, and historically they are treated separately in the field of bacterial protective antigens prediction. So the biological features include subcellular localization, transmembrane helix, and immunogenicity score. And with machine learning, it is possible to account for feature importance, and the biological feature accounted for only 11.4% of the importance in the final extreme gradient boosting model. But the physical chemical properties account for the remaining 88.6%, and these include amino acid composition, charge, hydrophobicity, free energy, and polarity. And what is interesting is that usually the physical chemical properties are difficult to interpret during vaccine design. Polarity and charge have an important implication in vaccine design, and studies show that the antibody-antigen interface are likely polar. However, highly negative charged vaccine often possess limited cell uptake ability, whereas highly positively charged vaccine exert significant cytotoxicity. Also, positively charged nanoparticles induce a more robust and systemic antibody response. Free energy is also an essential factor in the structural design of chimeric subunit vaccine, and free energy also helps understand the binding between epitope and major histocompatibility complex. 
So these results highlight the critical role of physical chemical properties and show that they might have an implication in structural vaccinology. In a study published in 2019, VaxigenML was deemed to be the best performing model out of five other available machine learning classification algorithms. These included logistic regression, support vector machine, k-nearest neighbor, random forest, and extreme gradient boosting. The output of Vaxigen ML is the percentile rank score from the extreme gradient boosting model, and Vaxigen ML was benchmarked using a curated external independent dataset, and it demonstrated a superior predictive performance. This model has also been validated on five clinical trials by calculating and ranking the corresponding proteogenicity scores. For all proteins, the score predicted were over 90%, meaning these proteins were ranked in the top 10% best protective antigen candidates by VaxigenML. However, this program does not consider the epitopes and structure in the prediction model, and this is an avenue that will be investigated in the future. In this segment, I am introducing an in-silico deep learning approach for the prediction and design of a multi-epitope vaccine published recently, last February 2021. An epitope is a part of an antigen molecule to which an antibody attaches itself. Epitopes are recognized by the immune system, meaning they are recognized by antibodies, B-cells, or T-cells. And the B-cells are white blood cells that produce the antibodies that will destroy the virus or bacteria, and the T-cells fight the invaders directly. So going back to this approach for vaccine design, it combines in-silico immunoinformatics and deep neural network strategies. Let's go through some quick definitions. So in silico means that the experiment was performed through a computer simulation. Immunoinformatics is the application of computational methods to immunological problems, for example, the study and design of algorithms for mapping potential B and T cell epitopes. This helps reduce the time and cost required for laboratory analysis of pathogen gene products. Finally, deep learning is a machine learning method that uses networks capable of learning from a large amount of data and by performing a task repeatedly and tweaking the algorithm a little each time to improve the outcome. An in silico vaccine design process can be seen as selecting good fragments of the virus proteins, then constructing them together into a final vaccine. The multi-epitope vaccines are constructed by multiple virus protein fragments rich in overlapping epitopes. They contain the part of the virus that can elicit an immune response, and they reduce unwanted components that can trigger adverse effects. They are powerful for fighting viral infections and are excellent candidates for clinical trials. These multi-epitope vaccines are constructed without the need to grow pathogens to accelerate the vaccine design process, which is very exciting. And one main challenge in vaccine design is to keep pace with the emergence of various pandemics. Also, most current in silico vaccine design tool can only achieve one single prediction goal. For example, there is a tool to predict B-cell epitope. However, this tool can only be used to address the one step of B-cell epitope prediction. And when it comes to T-cell epitope prediction, a different tool is needed. So a tool able to conduct multiple prediction and comprehensively analyze the result is extremely useful to directly identify the best vaccine subunits to eventually construct a vaccine. 
The AI-based in-silico multi-epitope vaccine design framework replaces the multiple necessary predictions and the comprehensive evaluations with a deep neural network architecture. In this architecture, the deep neural network can take in a peptide sequence as an input and judge whether the sequence can be a potential vaccine subunit. Usually, each prediction tool may provide us with hundreds or even thousands of potential subunits to choose from to construct the final vaccine when we actually only need the best 10 to 20 subunits. So this creates a large overhead to comprehensively select out the subunits we need and 90% of the prediction results are eventually discarded. So this is time consuming and might produce vaccines too late or ineffective in a time of pandemic, for example. So this AI-based framework helps reduce the number of potential vaccine subunits from hundreds or thousands to around 30 best candidates. After that, by using popular in silico methods, the final vaccine can be constructed. To do so, reliable data is essential for the performance. So around 5,000 B-cell epitopes and 2,000 T-cell epitopes were collected, and they both contain MHC1 and MHC2 binders, this data was combined with the same number of protein, which are not T-cell or B-cell epitopes, forming a data set of epitopes and non-epitopes. They also selected viral protective antigens and the same number of protein without protective function, forming a data set with 600 antigens. Using this data, they built a supervised learning model where the protein sequence in the positive data set must contain at least one T-cell epitope and one B-cell epitope and must have protective antigens to predict the vaccine subunit candidates. They used the 600 antigens to train a neural network to identify protective antigens. Then this neural network was used on the B-cell and T-cell epitope data sets to screen for the peptide sequences that are predicted to be protective antigens. So the peptide sequence identified contains both B-cell epitopes and T-cell epitopes and are protective antigens, and so they are the positive vaccine data set. The deep neural network used is composed of a multi-layer convolutional neural network and a four-layer linear neural network connected together. The positive and negative sequence data sets undergo some transformation before they are used to train the network. So they are annotated by Z descriptors and converted to the same length of 45 vectors with an autocross covariance transformation. And the network is then trained using the transform data sets and has a two class output. So this means that it predicts whether or not the input is a protective antigen containing both B cell and T cell epitopes. So this output allows to judge whether a sequence can be a potential vaccine subunit or not. Using this AI method, the best subunits from only about 30 candidates are selected, and they are used to construct the final vaccine based on the evaluations by various reliable in silico tools. And because these evaluations are done on a much smaller amount of data, their efficiency is improved significantly. So this vaccine design framework can tackle the three most frequently observed mutations and it can be extended to deal with other potential unknown mutations of the COVID-19 virus. In this section, I will be discussing advances in cancer vaccinology. Cancer cells are different from normal cells and can be recognized by the immune system as being a foreign cell. 
neoantigens are mutated antigens expressed by tumor tissue that are not expressed on the surface of normal cells. These tumor-specific neoantigens play the main role for developing personal vaccines in cancer immunotherapy. However, only a small number of somatic mutations can generate neoantigens, and it is a challenge to identify mutations that can generate effective neoantigens. So these antigens are ideal targets for tumor immunogenicity and substantial efforts have been made in neoantigen identification. However, most of the existing tools only consider the binding affinity between human leukocyte antigens and peptides, and they have achieved unsatisfactory results. Recently, several computational pipelines have been developed for the identification of neoantigen candidates. These pipelines estimate in silico the binding between human leukocyte antigens and peptides. Deep learning approaches have revolutionized the field of cancer vaccinology through the improved prediction of neoantigens and their binding affinity to the human leukocyte antigen. So a novel recurrent neural network-based approach was developed for the neoantigen prediction, considering both the binding between HLA peptide pairs and the potential immunogenicity of HLA class 1 molecules. So immunogenicity meaning the ability of HLA class 1 molecules to, to provoke an immune response. The model architecture used for the training was stacked by three layers of bidirectional gated recurrent unit, which is a variant of the recurrent neural network, and an attention layer. This approach consists of two models. There is a binding model for predicting the probability of the peptide being presented to the tumor cell membrane by HLA, and there is the immunogenicity model for predicting the potential of HLA class 1 molecules to induce T cell activation. So the binding data that was used with binding affinity was transformed into a binary model to create a model that only provides the results of binding or not binding. And the binding model of this approach achieved good performance on unseen HLA alleles and has a comparable performance with other well-known binding prediction tools that were not using a deep neural network. Then for the second model, the potential immunogenicity of the HLA class 1 molecules is a necessary factor for tumor immunotherapy. But most tools rarely consider the immunogenicity of HLA class 1 molecules because there is insufficient data. By creating an immunogenicity model, it was attempted to determine whether the existing immunogenicity data could promote the identification of neoantigens. And it was observed that the immunogenicity model can actually significantly improve the precision of neoantigen prediction. There are some limitations to this model. For example, the HLA peptide pairs are considered immunogenic if they have been validated to elicit T-cell activations at least once when training an immunogenic model. However, the alterations in the tumor microenvironment or with immunoediting the previously immunogenic neoantigens might be non-immunogenic after that. So a solution and direction for future research would be to develop a model based on the HLA class 1 molecules and the T-cell receptor pairs for a more reliable immunogenicity prediction for specific individual. So artificial intelligence is playing an important role in the vaccine quest and it is helping researchers to better understand and use the available data to solve the more complex challenges in vaccine development.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the AI for Health podcast on vaccine development. If you would like to dig deeper, all the references used are in the show notes. And if you like what you just heard, subscribe to the show and let a friend know. Thank you.